Welcome to Indie Beauty Radio with your host, Rachel Whitaker, founder of the Indie Beauty Delivers community. Hello, hello. Good evening, everybody. It's Rachel Whitaker here from Indie Beauty Delivers. I hope you're okay. Thank you all okay. Thank you so much for bearing with us there for a second. Um, it's always the same when you have a couple of technical difficulties. We're going to blame it on the heat. Um, so you are tuning in tonight for another edition of Indie Beauty Rocks TV. Um, and as I said, my name is Rachel Whitaker, and I'm the founder of um, Indie Beauty Delivers. And I have got a real treat for you tonight. So it's not long since we had the last episode of Indie Beauty Rocks TV, is it actually? It was only on Thursday, but I've got special guests for you tonight, which is why we scheduled it for a Monday. Um, Today, we're all talking all about Amazon. um, And um, that's what I'm just checking. Sorry, I'm trying to work on everything, girls. So I'm just trying to make sure that I can see that we're live. Yes, we are live. Good. I can see it. Um, so, yeah, today we're talking Amazon. And I know there's going to be probably a whole load of you coming on. So I can see there's five of you already, which is awesome. I know there's going to be more because we've been delayed a little bit, which is brilliant. So we're in this situation at the moment where I get asked a lot about Amazon. We know that the retail landscape is changing massively for beauty brands. We've heard all the news about Debenhams, all the news about Marks and Spencers, all the news about House of Fraser. So it seems that for beauty brands, we've got to have a much more multi-channel or omni-channel, I think is the lingo, approach. And Amazon could be one of those things that um, could fit into that strategy for you. And I get asked loads of questions about Amazon all the time. And the same old questions come up. um, And I am no expert on it. I can get your products to Amazon, but I'm not an expert expert on actually how the platform works and how it can benefit you. But as you know, what I do is go out and find experts. So I would like to introduce you with no further ado to the amazing team for Fuel for Amazon. They're squishing in there. There's two of them. Look, Um, we've got Abby giving us a wave uh, and we've got Gillian giving us a wave. And these guys are, yay, these guys are total experts on Amazon and um, work with independent brands to help them really max out that platform. I am not going to talk anymore other than to say um that um you are live so anybody who's joining in um we're actually doing this through be live which means i can't see your names when you post questions unfortunately i do have us here at the moment and i am trying to watch it at the same time on my phone but if you want to post a question i can see your questions but i can't see who it is so please pop your name in um so i can see you Also, um, it would be awesome if we can have feedback. We love a little bit of love hearts and uh, thumbs up uh, just to know that we're coming across and you can um, hear us and understand what we're saying. So give us some feedback as and when you need to. Um, And um, let me just make sure. Oh, and if you've got any questions, ask questions, put them in there and I will get around to asking these amazing ladies. Um, What we're going to work through is a couple of questions that all of you asked because I asked you to come in first of all and give me those questions so we're going to work through those then we're going to find out what these wonderful ladies do which can help you max out um, the Amazon channel and then we're going to have some questions so I am going to move on I can see we're up to 11 at the moment so there'll be more coming in please say hello and pop your names in so I can see who you are is Mary London you're in there yes thank you lovely to see you 
Um, I can see there's some more people saying hello, but you've not left me your lane names at the moment. So you're doing really, really well there. Okay, Lucia's in, Lucia Best's in, Steph's in, Liz Anderson's in, Zane, Zane, uh, Zane's in. Brilliant. That's great. Thank you, girls. So the first question that I would love you to help us out with is the big question in that I think it's quite confusing for brands when they go to work with Amazon. I think there are a number of different ways. And I don't necessarily think it's clear what they are. So would you be able to explain that to us? Yeah, yeah certainly. Um, there's two main ways to work with Amazon. The first is, uh, is a sort of first party supplier that's working in a vendor relationship with Amazon. So that's when Amazon will invoice you for goods and then uh, you send the goods to uh a warehouse that's somewhere in the UK, for example. And then from there, they will fulfill orders uh, that they sell through their um, Amazon retail um, platform. So it's when you're buying on Amazon and you can see that it's um, dispatched and sold by Amazon, that's Amazon buying a brand product and then selling direct to the consumer. So that's one way of working. It's called the vendor relationship. But generally speaking, you have to be invited by Amazon to be in that relationship with them, clearly because you've got something that's you know very well known, probably. Um, so that's how you can establish that particular relationship with Amazon. The second, which is what we focus on more helping brands with, is a, in the seller relationship with Amazon. So that's as a third party um, supplier as it were and that is when you sell on Amazon via their platform but you actually sell and fulfill the order direct to the customer so you know who your customer is and you know where they live uh, and so that's the second um, relationship that you can have that relationship is actually becoming more empowered as we can say by Amazon in that there's a great many more things you can do now selling in that way um, than you could do before. So the seller relationship is what we often focus on more uh, for brands. But if you're already in a vendor relationship with Amazon, then that's something that we can help with too. Oh, brilliant. Okay. So because I think when we were talking in, in the week that we'd seen quite a lot of comments coming up in the feed um, where people had been talking about the vendor relationship and that's yeah. the one that, that that can be a bit more tricky is that right sorry just well, to make sure in the sense that amazon's your customer so amazon's invoicing you for the goods so you dispatch to their warehouses and then they sell it on to the customer so you don't know who your customer is it can be tricky um because you can't always control every facet of that um, but with certainly with the seller aspect, you have a bit more control because you know who your customer is. Yeah. Okay. That makes perfect sense. So there are two different ways to do it, vendor and seller. And seller is perhaps the better way because you can keep more control as a brand. Yeah. And that's and you can control the price. Go on. Sorry, Gillian. And you can, you're, you're, to, to a greater degree, you can more likely to control the price with the second option because Brilliant. the first option is about amazon deciding what price they're going to sell your goods at yes and that's really really relevant because that's so there were a couple of questions that kept coming up 
Um, and I think you probably come across them a lot because I think there is this kind of, uh, without being rude about Amazon, there is a little bit of a stigma around whether it's the right platform to be on. And there's a lot of people who worry slightly about it. One of the things is that they don't have control of their brand. Um, another one is around the um, the pricing issue. So let's. So we know that being a seller helps us to gain more control as opposed to being a vendor. Um, so let's have a look at um, when you if you went down that seller route, how can you protect your reputation as a brand on Amazon? Uh, well, first and foremost, um, if you have an active registered trademark, which I know not everybody will have in the beginning when they're, they're starting out, but certainly once you become more established, it's very important to get the trademark in place. With that, you can then apply to the Amazon's brand registry, and then that allows you to do a fair amount of safeguarding around products and how they're sold on the platform and how they are presented in relation to the ASIN, which is the product page in, that's um, created in relation to specific SKUs. Um, and then that has gives you a sort of grace degree of sort of control. Most importantly, of course, because of um, fake and counterfeit goods as well. So it allows you to quickly demonstrate to Amazon if you feel that there are products out there on that platform which you couldn't guarantee authenticity, you can say, this isn't necessarily my product. Um, can you get that delisted? Um, when products are delisted from a seller's account, um, it can cause, you know, it, it's fairly effective. Um, and so um, that's a great way of sort of obviously safeguarding your brand to a degree. Oh, that's brilliant. And I guess what you were saying then about being a seller means that you can um, put your brand out on Amazon your way you're in control of and indeed which is what we do in our service it's really about optimizing each product page for every product that you would like to have on the platform um, so that's broken down into the services that we provide the main component being establishing great keywords around the products that you want to sell that helps to build the above the line content which is around your product imagery, the product title, and the five bullet points that will describe the various, you know, um, what, what, how, why, where, and when questions you're going to, you know, use to describe that product. Um, and then further down each product page, you can then establish your brand story with other imagery, telling the story about the brand, how it came to be, which is really important for, you know, new, niche brands that have got like an authentic voice to give uh, and you can do that with what's known as the enhanced brand content uh, which is what we also help with so as you're scrolling down a product page to get to the um, very popular and the most read bit which is often the reviews and the question and answer section uh, you can tell your story through the enhanced brand content area so that all helps to build your brand what you want to say about it and why. Um, and and it's, it's very important to be able to do that because the most important thing is if other people get hold of your product and establish it on the platform before you as the brand owner do, that's where problems can become tricky. They can be sorted out to a fair degree, but you can have products obviously up there. They're not saying your story in the best way possible. They're not showcasing your 
product in the best way possible. Um, and that's all attributed to the product page, which will, is attributed to the ASIN of that product. Um, and that's something that as a brand, you know, irrespective of whether or not you see Amazon as a, um, you know, sort of the destination that you want to be on initially, it is something that you really need to bear in mind that you sort of own those um, pages from the outset so that you can set the tone, set the story. And ultimately, as a seller, you can obviously reap the rewards through the sales and know who your consumers are and where they are around the country, which helps, you know, build a bigger picture of, you know, who you're engaging with. Yeah, no, that sounds, I'm, I'm suddenly realising I'm disappearing into darkness here. Sorry, guys, I've had to shut, I'm trying to keep cool. But you, you're you in such a lovely, wonderfully lit room and I'm in this dark place. So apologies, and they're, and they're not here to see me anyway. So it sounds like you can really keep control. So the concerns that people have about not being able to control their image on there, it, it, you know, you, you totally can. It can be your picture, yeah. your text, your absolutely. vibe, everything yeah. can be you. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people find Amazon very frustrating and very difficult to work with. Okay? And yeah. there's all kinds of obstacles. For, for large organizations, small organizations, it doesn't really matter. Most people find Amazon almost impossible to work with and it can bring them to their knees. But when... <laughs> you actually go through the various different stages and you work out what you can do to make your brand experience come to life, as Abby said, in a very authentic way, then it really is a transformational experience. And even if you don't necessarily view Amazon as a destination selling place, it is the fastest growing retailer. There's endless stats that demonstrate why people check out information on Amazon first and foremost, the whole convenience, the prime, everything about it makes it an impossible to ignore retailer. So from a brand point of view, it is as well to take control of your own brand agenda as opposed to leaving other people to take control of that agenda for you. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And I think what's, I think, um, Amazon is becoming even more important to indie beauty potentially because we saw last, uh, well, we saw at Indie Beauty Expo in, in Dallas that Amazon were launching this indie beauty shop, which sits in there, it sits within their platform. It's launched now in the US, and we know that where the US goes, the UK follows. So we we're kind of all expecting that to come over here. They obviously have a bit of a relationship with the Indie Beauty Expo. So whether they come over and launch the Amazon shop around the time that the Expo in London happens in October, I don't know. But at some point, I expect it to be something that's available over here. So their perception of uh, Indie Beauty is is changing and they're, they're quite pioneering and innovative when it comes to that, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very much so. So the uh, the recent initiative is that the brands themselves have to be at least 50% owned by an, you know, an independent owner and not necessarily stopped through um, you know, major retailers in the US. So uh, there's various reasons, obviously, why Amazon are going to be doing that. Um, but I think it's got great potential. We hopefully it will come to the UK too, um, because it just helps to give a you know, greater awareness to niche beauty brands that otherwise might find it uh, you know, challenging, certainly to find it, you know, homes on the high street, for example. Um, yeah. But clearly there's obviously, you know, brilliant other e-commerce players out there as well. 
Um, but if you're on those platforms, it makes sense to be on the Amazon one too, um, because Amazon's there to cater for the customer. It's about catering to your every whim. Um, it's why they, you know, obviously develop so much in their technology as much as anything else. So it's a very customer focused um, platform. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And then we talked a little bit, we, we, we picked up on it, but one of the questions that got raised a lot from everybody here um, in the group was um, pricing. Do you get to control your pricing or is Amazon taking control of that? And does it affect your pricing with other retailers that you're working with? Uh, well, first and foremost, you can't price fix in that sense on Amazon, that's not what it's about. It is about obviously offering the customer the opportunity to you know, take advantage of different prices. But the sales price alone uh, won't necessarily drive a product's popularity. Um, but certainly in the seller context, you selling your product to the consumer can set your price. Um, with the Amazon vendor relationship, that can often be Discounted, discounted. Um, but you certainly in the seller, seller um, are in the driving seat uh, to set your price. Obviously, as um, distribution downlines become ever more established, you will probably obviously find other sellers on the marketplace also selling your products. But in addition to uh, just coming back to the question about how you can um, safeguard your brand, um, the beauty products are now are a sort of gated category in the sense that if you are on there wanting to sell beauty products, you do now have to demonstrate to Amazon uh, that you have um, supply of authentic product. I think you have to supply, yeah. say, three, for example, three invoices from uh, a supplier that's recognized as selling, you know, brand X. Um, and in doing so, um, Amazon can then sort of say, yes, you're allowed to sell the product on the platform too. Uh, that also helps to just reinforce making sure that products aren't counterfeit or fake as well. Um, and if you're the brand holder, then you can demonstrate that you yourself are the brand holder, um, irrespective of whether or not you've got the trademark established at that point. So it, that all helps. And that's very important if you've gone through the trials, troubles and investments with regards to regulatory and compliance, not just in this country, but also for export markets that you might be interested in, for example, across Europe, which counterfeit products and brands will, will not have done. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really, that, I think that's really important that Amazon are working very hard to um, protect. Do you have my Facebook live one in the background? Uh oh, I uh, don't think so. No. Or is it coming off of me? Because let me do that. Because I can hear my voice coming back to me, which is pretty hideous. Oh, really? It's gone away. It's gone away. I think. Okay. Um, so, no, that's really important because that's very. It, 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 the counterfeit thing is another worry that people have of people getting hold of your product. So, they are protecting against that. And it's part of their, part of their policy now within beauty. Um, so I've got a few questions. We can help with that too, if, if yeah. people are. We can help with that too if people are interested, because we have a regulatory team as well as Amazon technical people. So if anybody's worried about regulatory or compliance, you know, Abby's the first person to come to, and she can, you know, as um, you know, help at whatever stage of the brand development that you're at. 
Oh, that no, that's that's brilliant, and I, and um, we're going to come back to that in a in a second, actually. So one of the other things that came up as being a big concern for indie brands is that, um, and I think this comes down to again a, an assumption that when you work with Amazon you have to do everything with Amazon. So there's a big fear from indie brands about the environmental side of things. And we all know what happens when we order from Amazon. I ordered two books on Sunday, one uh, on Saturday, one came yesterday, one came today, both in cardboard packaging. Um, both have done a, a, you know, a trip. Why didn't they put those two things together? And with the growth of the sort of the eco side of beauty and across many different industries, I know brands are slightly worried about the the environmental impact of working with Amazon. So do they have options when it comes to logistics? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they have the fulfillment by Amazon program. So that is when you can ship product to an Amazon warehouse. And then from that, um, they can then dispatch to your customer um, when you're selling in the seller capacity. Um, and that's incredibly helpful because that process will help to contribute towards your um, overall performance on the platform. Um, and in addition, uh, fulfillment by Amazon can also be used to fulfill products to your own e-commerce customers. So if you have your own brand website, you can have your products dispatched from an Amazon warehouse to your customer. They won't know it's come from Amazon. Uh, but because of the sheer scale that Amazon works at, particularly here in the UK, the storage fees are hugely competitive and the products are sent out at a you know, hugely competitive um, rate uh, that sort of build on a per product basis. Yeah. But to come back to the two different parcels arriving at separate times, that's because they'll have, they have around... Um, I think it's up to maybe 14 distribution centers in the UK now. So clearly, if you're only sending your um, product to fulfillment by Amazon to one warehouse, um, you know, other products will be stored in other warehouses. So that's why they can't put all, you know, items together in one box, because simply not all warehouses will have all the products. Um, I do understand that there are issues with packaging. Hopefully that's something that Amazon will be working on in time that, you know, product, you know, packaging isn't ridiculously outsized compared to what's within. Mm. Um, it could just be that, you know, that's what they had in stock that day. Um, so there's various aspects in which you can work with Amazon. If you decide not to use fulfillment by Amazon, you don't have to. If you've got good logistics already set up to deal with direct-to-consumer uh, purchases, then that's great. Um, but you do need to keep on top of issues like um it returns, damage in transit, all those sorts of things, because that is what the customers can then talk about and use to review your product, um, and it all contributes to the algorithm. So whatever you decide to do, it's really important, obviously, to make sure that the right product gets to the right customer at the right time. That's what the, you know, the whole logistics bit is all about, because obviously without that, you know, it's, it's just not going to work. So... You can use fulfillment by Amazon to fulfill your seller uh, orders. You can use fulfillment by Amazon to just fulfill your own e-commerce orders. Um, or otherwise, you can have your own e-commerce um, system set up to fulfill the Amazon orders. So there's plenty of options there, I would hope. Yeah, so you can keep control of your logistics if the environmental thing was really, really important. That means you get control of your packaging and, and, and that experience completely as well. Um, 
but you have to react fast to all the queries that come yeah. up because if you don't that's when yeah. get sort of a negative effect yeah. on your algorithm so you've got yeah. to be confident about your own logistics if you're yeah. going to run your own logistics absolutely yeah exactly it's really important Great. I mean, one of the things that you raised, which is which is really relevant, actually, when it comes to the environmental impact of uh, of Amazon as well, they they um, they have deliberately made the choice to have multiple um, distribution centres because what they're trying to do is reduce the journey between the order and the customer. So, from an environmental point of view, that that is what they're thinking about in that time. It's all about increasing the speed uh making things arrive in unbelievable time but it does reduce the impact of long those longer journeys by having these um these distribution centers in 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 lots of different places essentially so there is something there i mean everybody's got to work on this if you're working with a logistics company or a 3pl you know they they everybody's trying to look at how they can be more environmentally friendly so it's finding that best option for you but you but you can control that to a certain extent when yeah. you're working with them which is which yeah. is cool so i've seen a few questions coming in and i'm trying to do different things i can see angela you just turned up i can see that somebody said it was a great topic and Thank you very much, but I don't, I can't see your name. So when you put your comments in, pop your names in, will you? And that would be incredible. What would also be awesome, guys, while I'm asking the last few questions, is if any of you currently on the call are already trading through Amazon um, and you are working with Amazon, it would be lovely to see your feedback. I know I can see Precious is there, and I think she's saying that she she's working on there. But I'd love to um, give me some some. Tell me whether it's a positive or a negative experience, whether it was worth it, Precious, and anybody else that's on here, because we've got quite a lot now. We're up at the 20 at the moment. So that's really, really good. Um, it would be great to, um, to, to, to hear that. So, OK, let's get down to the nitty gritty bit then. Um, you said earlier, Gillian, and I've heard so many brands say this, <laughs> that it is a bit of a nightmare to find your way through it. I've heard calls of people being stuck on helplines for ages and not being able to actually speak to anybody, not understanding what's happening. Um, so how difficult really is it to set it up? And perhaps you could tell us what your Amazon for fuel, uh, fuel for Amazon even, let me get it the right way around, um, sort of service is and how you help brands through this if it's something that they were to choose to do. Okay. So our business splits into three parts. First of all, we started life as a PR and a marketing PR consultancy, and we work for national international brands that want to accelerate their commercial success. That's what everybody wants. Then we started doing regulatory and compliance about five or six years ago, and so we got involved in the whole sort of Amazon environment in terms of you know, how brands use compliance positively to make their brand assets stronger, more valuable in all kinds of different ways. And then we set up our Amazon practice about a year and a half ago because so many people said we find Amazon impossible. And it it really doesn't matter. You could be a two-man strong organization or perhaps a much larger organization with maybe a 1,000 people or 20,000 people Everybody finds the Amazon experience completely almost impossible for so many of the reasons that you've outlined here. So 
Our objective is to work with our clients, our brands, to help them increase their commercial profiling, their reputation, their positioning, but, but fundamentally to, to use Amazon as a successful sales channel. Okay, And so there are two or three things that you can do, which are very simply, you can get it set up in the right way so that it works for you, it makes your brand experience, irrespective of whether you've got one SKU or perhaps 200 SKUs come to life in a meaningful way for your consumers. We can help you manage it on an ongoing basis, which means that you can concentrate on your job and we can deal with the pitfalls, the time-consuming nature of dealing with Amazon every day. And the third part is how you promote your brand both on Amazon and externally using social media or other techniques like PR so that you focus on things like keywords and give consumers clearer signs so that the call to action on Amazon becomes much more powerful, much more meaningful and drives a better success for you as a brand owner. Oh, okay. I'm busy. I'm busy. As you can see, you can see how you caught me out there. I'm posting your links at the moment in the Facebook. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> There's a free download. Have faith if you sign up for it, it might go into the junk email. So do check the junk email when you get the link through for our free download. Yes, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell people I was multitasking then. You finished quicker than I expected. <laughs> so, I mean, there are... Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to come in and, and have a look because what we've, what we've done is the guys over here, Gillian and Abby have prepared um, a free download for you all, which has got all the frequently asked questions and responses all to do about these issues around Amazon. So if we haven't managed to nail everything by the end of this broadcast, um, you've got this thing that you, this to go and download it. So I'd highly recommend you go and do that because these guys are the experts. I am posting the links into the Facebook feed as we speak. Um, I'm also going to feed uh, post the, the link just directly to their Amazon for Fuel website so that you can just have a look in a little bit more detail about the service. It, it's um, actually got quite a lot of information on there and it's got quite a lot of sort of stats, figures. So it's, it's, it's a reasonably good first port of call, we think. Oh, brilliant. No, that's that's awesome. Well, I've had a look and, it, and it's great because I'm in exactly the same position as most of the brands that I work with. I can do logistics, but I can't do all this side of it. Um, so this has all been new to me and I'm quite fascinated about it and the potential that it holds. Um, and we've got some... We've got some uh, questions, uh, some feedback coming in here. So I'm assuming this is from Precious because I asked her to do it. So <laughs> I can see a response. So Precious, if this is you, thank you. Um, saying it hasn't been easy being on uh, Amazon. Um, it was easier. Uh, well, I think she's saying it was easier before our products were in a glass bottle. Um, she's repeatedly requested Amazon to pack the product more carefully. It didn't happen. And it looks like we have, we've had quite a lot of, um, problems with damages. Um, and what she's done is she's come away from Amazon logistics and she's brought her logistics back to herself while she sorts out packaging issues, um, she's also had a little experience of inventory being lost by the, uh, Amazon warehouse um, 
and she had to fight a little bit to get some compensation. So there's some feedback from somebody who's actually doing it. Um, I had a few bits of feedback from some other guys, and I know that um, Simon won't mind me mentioning this. Simon um, manages, is the MD, I think, for a company called Be Good, and they've been trading on Amazon for a long time, and he is absolutely and positively bursting with joy about it. Um, he sees no reason for brands not to be on there, and he's seen it's as far as their brand's concerned, it's grown them massively. It's reached an audience they never thought they, you know, that, that, that they wanted to reach. Um, and they've seen no negative side to that when it comes to dealing with other bigger retailers, because that's something which pops up quite often, that um, people are scared that bigger retailers are going to look down and say, oh, you're on Amazon. Um, but I know Good are stocked in um Waitrose. I know they're on QVC. So they're on some um, some really big platforms as well as um, the biggest, which is Amazon, obviously. And they're not finding any negative um, uh, information there. I have got another brand um, or, um, who wouldn't mind either, Myru, who have said something a bit opposite that. They're always asked by retailers whether they're on Amazon. Um, and she feels that's because, you know, she's made to feel that's because it would be a negative um, feeling. So I don't know whether you've got anything that you want to we, add to we've that. We've got a recent case study. It's quite interesting. It's it's quite a small brand. Um, I can't name it for obvious reasons, but you're welcome to ring us up and talk to us about us offline. We've worked with them for about three or four years, and we have recently transformed their Amazon experience in terms of the initial, what I would call, design and look of the brand on Amazon to give them their own storefront, to maximize all the brand information, sort out all the architecture. And since the beginning of this year, they've had what they call a number of record days. And June has become a record month year on year. And sales have grown year on year. I think it's 150%. Yeah. I mean, 150% for actually what has been quite a small, discreet, one-off investment followed by some ongoing account management work. But actually, being on Amazon is not a very expensive exercise when you look at what you're going to get long term. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. And actually, that was another one of the questions. Sorry, I'm posting on, I'm trying to do two things at once. That was another one of the questions that's come in, actually, from Lucia. Um, just saying, do you, can you give any indication of how much um, it costs, what the fees are for an Amazon store for the people who don't know anything here at all about it? Well, what we can do is tell you that Getting some initial work set up per brand, per SKU, is under £1,000. It's about, it's about 800 850 But and that, how, is, that is then yours as the owner. You then have that forevermore. Yes. Okay. And for how many SKUs was that, Gillian? Sorry. Well, it, it, it depends because it depends how people manage their brands and their portfolio and all the rest of it. But But... I have been quite surprised over the last four to five, maybe 10 months at working out how much, how, well, how reasonable it is to get up and running. I mean, there's a lot of talk about Amazon, as you've alluded to. So lots of people say endless problems, lots of frustrations, perceptions about cost, all the rest of it. In, in fact, it's nothing like as difficult 
or as expensive mm. to transform and take control of your brand experience on Amazon and then to benefit from the sales that are going to be coming through upstream for the rest of your brand's life, actually. And how do how do how do Amazon charge you for, for having a store? Oh uh, well, if you're a seller, uh, you just pay a twenty five pound a month uh, subscription fee, and then for every product that you sell, they for the beauty category they take a fifteen percent referral fee on the total sales price, which will include the cost of what the product sells for, plus postage and packing, plus anything extra, like for example, gift wrapping. So that total sum, Amazon will apply a 15% referral fee to, uh, and that's it. So it's 25 pounds a month to get your account up and running. That's, you know, can be set up in a matter of minutes. Yeah. Um, and then you get um, your income from sales. I think it's every couple of weeks. So within, you know, a few yeah. weeks, you can start seeing the income coming through, um, less the referral fee and any odd, you know, problem that might go on if you're using fulfillment by Amazon, for example. Um, so if there are problems in dispatch or whatever, fees will then be applied at that point. But you know, you've got um, the income coming through really quite quickly. That's different to the vendor account when you sell to Amazon Direct, in yeah. which case you'll be invoiced and paid, I think it's end of the month plus 60 days. Don't quote me on that. It might be longer, possibly shorter, um, yeah. but that takes a little longer to come through. And that's really interesting, that, that point you've raised, because um, when you work with most retailers everything is paid on their terms which which can be 60 90 days or, or 120 yeah or 120 and that's a big ask for when you're working with retailers because you have to send in an awful lot of stock to them you're not fulfilling individual orders if you're working with bigger retailers you're fulfilling yeah. a big order that goes out to their store so it's a lot of front end for you and a long time to wait so um, and that's, that's the same with the vendor. But if you're a seller on Amazon, you're seeing money fairly fast. Yeah. Um, and, you're, and you're not ever. Um, and and if you're 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 putting stock with them and they're just releasing that. So that's really, really interesting. And so it's 50, uh, 25 pound a month. And then they take 15 pounds off. No, 15 percent. Yeah. Everything that you make. Yeah. But they do all that paperwork. They take it at source. So you don't even have to worry about that. It just comes into your account. And you just need to check it. Now, there are also other things that you can do to bump it up, of course. Okay. But that comes as part of what I would call the ongoing account management. So, for example, you know, increasing the advertising around your brand, okay, or showcasing it or working out how you're going to mirror your, your marketing strategy or how you're going to cascade what's on Amazon into different sorts of other media channels, for example. So, you, you know, the, there's no shortage of ways that, you know, for you to accelerate demonstrating what your brand can do to your target consumer. So don't worry about not spending money because there are other options, you know, if you want to spend the money. Yes. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So I'm again, I'm just managing these um, these questions. Um, so. So, yeah. So, guys, I'm going to repeat it again. It's it's 20 when you're working with Amazon, it's 25 pounds per month. Yeah. And then they take 
15% of your total sales. Yep. But to get there, you've got to have set various things up to start with, okay? Yes. So they are one-off costs, and then you also have to remember that you need it to be managed. Now, most yep. people find managing your account very, very laborious. I mean, about 10 days ago, our technical people spent something like, something like four days arguing with Amazon over the 36 or 37 or 38 characters that were allowed per skew, whatever it was. And at the end of it, Amazon issued some sort of apology saying we were right and they were wrong, right? But yeah. it, it can drive you to dementia. Yes. Yes, no, I would, to I would totally get that. Um, I would totally get that. So, Lucia, I hope that explains it. And then if you wanted to work with somebody, if you wanted to work with these guys, Abby and, and Gillian, you need to speak to them. It will depend on the size of your uh, range and your de and all those details as to how much you would be looking to get it all up and established yourself. And also, um, you can do it on a stage basis. You know, you yeah. might put one or two hero products up, you know. I mean, you need a strategy for Amazon. It's like every other channel. Yeah. You can't just go, hi, we're here, boob, right? Yeah. You know, you need to think creatively about what is the opportunity and how are you going to manage it? How can you support it? You know, how does it work with other things? But Amazon is the first port of call for most people, and therefore it is critically important to get it right. That's, no, that's really good. And actually, I mean, I'm still managing questions here. Um, but but one thing um, that is really interesting is, I guess there's the argument that you have your own website. You can sell through your own website to the whole yep. world and you can sell on Amazon. And so why is Amazon, why is Amazon providing more opportunities? Well, it has more traffic, ultimately. It's got more eyeballs, more people passing through than your website might have initially. So people know of Amazon. They're look, going to Amazon to do a product search. They're there because they want to buy. So whether they're looking for your particular brand or they're just simply looking, for example, for a moisturizer, it can be your brand that pops up in the search results. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what's key to it because it's, um, you know, our habits are changing. We're no longer searching online through a search engine to find products then going to a shopping site we go to amazon first we do the product search and if we find it we'll buy it we don't have to go anywhere else and so your investment around optimizing your product pages getting your keywords right doing a fair amount of advertising within the platform that is key um, to um, getting your rankings going which then you know feed into your sales and you know that's how it just simply works yeah. Um, these all play a big part, um, but it's just, I mean, it is the fastest growing retailer on the planet. Um, and, you know, it's, it's going to be more well known in terms of, you know, the top 10 websites we all visit on a daily basis. Amazon's going to be one of them. Your brand website, however, might not be because they don't know of you yet. So that's why it's important. Um, and in addition, I mean, you just have to sort of also think about... Um, you know, the sheer technology around Amazon. Uh, once upon a time, we were on dial-up connections, buying products, you know, in that way on a very, uh, you know, simple uh, internet medium. These days we're on phones, we're on tablets, 
We've got Alexa sitting in our front rooms or in our kitchens. So if you're talking to Alexa one evening and you say, oh, I fancy buying some of Brand X moisturizer, whatever it is, well, it can be bought without you even looking at a screen, pressing any buttons. But if your brand isn't there, then Alexa can't buy it for you. So, uh, you know, I think you just have to sort of think of the bigger picture about where things are going how we're interacting with technology and how Amazon kind of is at the forefront of that. Um, I know it's obviously really shaking up bricks and mortar and other e-commerce platforms, um, but you know you do have to sort of think ahead about how people are going to buy into their brand, the type of technology they're using. They're looking at phones, they're looking at tablets, they're looking at you know, mobile devices, um, and, and it's just really important. I think no. I think I think that's. Oh, I think and that's the really delivery is so important because people get it within twenty four hours, delivered to their yeah. desk on Amazon Prime. So, so it, it is a wonderful experience for most people. Yeah. Yeah. No. I I I can see that because one of the questions that we got right back at the beginning, um, which I didn't mention at the time, and we, we, but we, we we're there now. Um, is that um, we we've talked a lot this evening about the fact that Amazon is becoming a dominating um, one of the biggest you know shopping channels shopping shopping places um, in in the world um, and the question was raised well surely that's just just in the in the US and it is I mean it is very big in the US but we call it certainly in logistics. We, whenever I go to any conference whatsoever, it's called the Amazon effect. And it's talked about everywhere. Um, and everybody's job, whatever brand they're doing, is to work out how they're going to deal with the Amazon effect. And the thing is with Amazon is it's an innovative platform that has an incredible amount of money. And they will innovate, 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 and they will keep throwing ideas out there because they can afford to. If it doesn't work, they ditch it and they move on to the next idea. Um, so slowly and surely, just because they are big enough and they have enough money, they will find out exactly what works and they will always develop something. The uh, the AI technology that's coming in with the letter, for instance, is blows your mind. Um, but yeah, Alexa, you could ask Alexa for vegan skincare and, you know, your name could be coming out of it if you're on there. So it, there, there is potential. Um, I don't think it suits every brand and it may not suit every brand, but I think the force and the potential of Amazon can't be denied anywhere now, other than potentially in China. But they have Alibaba in, over that side and there's the battle between Alibaba and, and Amazon can continue. So yeah. um, I do think it's worth it. Uh, there is real potential. Um, I have another question. I hope you understand this because I've got no idea. I think this has come from Precious as well. Um, can you guys explain PPC and advertising? Because I don't think you can stand out without it in the beginning. It's a pay-per-click. So um, it's the amount of money you will spend on a keyword, for example, in order to uh, win the click, as it were, uh, when someone's searching for a pro um, product and they've used your keyword, um, and if they click on the link and on your link and that you've paid for, that's that's what you're paying for. You're paying paying for the click that will take the customer through that keyword to your product page. Um, it's um, in terms of uh, advertising on Amazon, it's incredibly important to do it when you're certainly starting out in particular. 
um, because the advertising will help to get your product known on the platform, uh, simply because when you do a product search, clearly on the first page, up will prop loads of products. It's from that first page that around 70% of sales are made. And ultimately you as the brand preferably want to be sat on the top tier, which is the you know first the choice of the first three products. Um, but you can't get there magically overnight. You have to put the effort and the hard work in, which is through the services that we provide, um, optimizing the keywords around your products, deciding on which ones you're going to bid for and why, how much and for how long. This is something that you can set a budget for on a, either a daily or a weekly basis in order to win the clicks when people are searching on those search words to drive traffic to your product pages and that people will then buy your products. So um, that's in essence what it's sort of all about. Um, it, it's something that we can help you manage, um, but you need to set up your presence on the platform first and optimize that before you do the advertising bit. There's no money, there's no point, you know, spending money on the advertising if your optimization and keywords haven't been done properly. That's what our team um, work on for yeah. you. Um, so and oh, go on. Sorry, you finish off. Yeah, just to say that you know, it, when when starting out, people say, "Well, how much should I spend?" Um, sometimes it can almost be up to the cost of the item that you're actually promoting, so the full SRP. But what we tend, uh, what we can recommend is, um, you know, doing sort of uh, particular strategies around the advertising when you do it, how long you do it for. Um, but it is the sort of the second part to being on Amazon to make sure that you're sort of doing that activity because other brands would be doing that activity too. Um, and just to come back to the point about, you know, whether or not being on Amazon is a good or bad thing, you know, in the greater scheme of things, I think what's important as a, as a brand is to recognize that if you don't put your brand on there, somebody else will, and they won't necessarily do it to the best of the ability. So that's the most important thing um, for you as a brand, um, that your brand, when it is on there, is seen in the best possible light in the same way as you'd want it in the nicest shop, you know, a, you know, a really nice department store or a major e other e-commerce retailer. Uh, whenever your product is seen, it looks good because, you know, in a way you've only got the, you know, first time to make a good impression. So if you're seen on Amazon, um, you know, you need to be making that good impression because lots of people could potentially see you. And I think, um, you know, for whatever reasons you might not want to consider the Amazon conversation right now, um, you do want to address it. It's a, you know, a huge platform for your brand and it will reflect a lot about your brand. So if you're not doing it well, you need to hope somebody else might be. Yeah, no, that, make, that makes perfect sense. But it's quite... Um, interesting. I've got that really well again. Sorry, guys. If but there are ways that indie brands can get on that first page. It's a strategy that you need to work on. You can't just go on Amazon and be on their first page. No. There is a strategy, there is a skill, there is a technique behind it. And if you make the decision to be on um, Amazon, you have to understand that there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes 
that you can fight your way through and try and understand or you can buy you know you can go and get the expertise who will do that for you but just because you're indie doesn't mean and, and small doesn't mean you can't get noticed on amazon well, well, far, cool. from it. far from it actually far from it often because indie brands have got much more personality many more kind of authentic stories to tell that actually gives you greater options with regards to the keywords. So in a funny way, although Amazon is very big and indie brands tend to be thought of as very small, funny enough, their tapestry of marketing and communications and brand assets is probably much richer than, than many other bigger brands, which for various reasons, some to do with regulatory or compliance, some to do with scientific or clinical kind of sort of evidence related things have got far fewer opportunities to mm. to bring those stories to life and to ride on the back of lots of different sorts of keywords that will help get you to that number one page mm. and the top slots which is what everybody wants yeah, no, that's awesome. So I've got a few more questions because we started a bit late. I'm going to run over just a tiny little bit to get these through. Precious, if you're still there, I don't think I've seen anybody drop out. So you girls are over there. Uh, you are rocking it, you two. I've got a full house here. It's brilliant. Um, Precious, if you are still there, Steph wants to know, just give us some feedback on whether you feel as um, an indie as an indie brand, whether being on Amazon has been worth it as far as your sales are concerned. You don't need to give us any facts or figures, but is it a platform that you think has been worth it from that point of view? Um, then we've got questions. Um, is the cost or margin at Amazon comparable to high street retailers? Oh, that's uh, a very good question. That is a really good question. Uh, certainly within the vendor relationship, I would say it's most definitely comparable uh, because that's when obviously that you will be, be paying, um, you know, Amazon will be taking their retail margin. Um, so I would say of recent, a recent beauty brand that I worked with, you were looking at around 40%, but it may well be more. Um, and clearly if the product becomes really hot and sells really well they'll probably take a even bigger one so it can be a bit of a sliding scale but it's certainly comparable but if you're obviously in the reseller you're not actually paying them that margin so you take the full srp margin for yourself all you're playing for in the seller context is simply your 25 pound subscription fee plus 15 percent on the total value of the sale Although, of course, you probably then want to do some other things yourself creatively, yeah. you know. So. Yeah. So that's the, that big difference again between the vendor and the seller relationship yep. that you that exactly. you have. So, Angela, hopefully that's answered your question. She then said, "Cheaper than e is it cheaper than eBay?" But it sounds like it possibly is if you're in that seller um, seller kind of thing. Uh, da, 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 da. Can you just, I'm just going through this. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Um, there's, it's plus fat, I'm assuming. Uh, the £25 fee, pretty yeah. sure it's also in the small print, yep. Yeah, and, and also I guess the 15%. Um, Nicola, oh, hi, Nicola. I didn't know you were in here, but she said it's, <laughs> Nicola looks like she may be in the process of trying to do something on Amazon. It's taken me nearly three weeks to get brand registry. Um, support just don't talk to each other. What a nightmare. Well, that's why you come to people like us, because it's much, it, to be honest, we are really good at understanding 
how to make all this work. Your, your job should be about focusing on building your business. All of this is just admin hurdles, admin, 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 and you're much better off paying a reasonably small amount of money to people like us who've got technical people like Abby and, and our technical staff, Julian, to, to actually take that headache away for you and make it come back as an opportunity. Yeah, sometimes sometimes you just have to have some help from experts. <laughs> um, what is the brand registry? Uh, well, it's just Amazon's way of uh, sort of saying here, we're here to look after your brand. So um, through the Amazon website, um, you can Google it. It's just literally brand re registry. Um, you go there and if you've got an active registered trademark registered either here or in other places around the world, um, you can notify Amazon of that so that they identify you as the trademark holder. Um, ah. Doing so, um, it affords you... Um, some protection with the brand that any ASIN that you then go on to establish is yours. So even if other people crop up on the platform and can demonstrate that they're selling your authentic product, they still have to use your ASIN product pages. So that's why it's really important. It's also a way of Amazon verifying um, what could otherwise be counterfeit or fake because um, it, that is a big problem for them. They can't be seen to be obviously selling those sorts of things. And the brand registry also enables them to sort of see where um, products are that you say uh, we can't sort of validate or, you know, and say that they're authentic. That is brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Precious has come back, guys. Um, Precious, thank you so much for being here and, and, and giving your feedback as an actual seller. So Precious has said that as far as sales, um, she thinks it has been worth it. Um, it took a little bit of a hit when she converted to fulfilling things herself, which is what you guys were saying. You've got to be really careful there that you might see things go down in the algorithm. Um, but she's getting, getting it back on track again now. Um, right, hold on, hold on. I think that's just the last couple of things. Right, I think I saw a question here. No, I can't see any more. I can't see any more. But if anybody has got a quick question, just stick it in there while I'm while I'm finishing um, finishing things up. So just. I'm watching those, but just so that you can remind you guys, I have posted two links in the comments. One of them is to an incredible free download that Abby and Gillian have pulled together for us. You can just go on, pop your email address in and your name and download that. Um, it's full of all the FAQs, some of which we've talked about, some which we probably haven't. Um, it will be packed with their knowledge and their um, uh, advice, which is cool. If you sign up for that and you don't get it, go and check your um, spam folder. We know what happens nowadays with emails. So do go and check your spam folder if you sign up and you don't get it. I've also put a link there in the so that you can go and just look at their general page about how they work with brands to help um, you know, grow your grow your position on Amazon. So I'm hoping. Um, Feedback, ladies, please. Let's see how we're feeling out there. We've got a comment here, and I'm done. I can't see who's done it, so I'm going to try and find a name. Angela, thank you very much. Great webinar. Um, so Lucia's just come in with. So this is for interviewing in the UK. It can be started now. now we haven't got the interview shop yet, Lucia, but you can start selling on Amazon. 
as a platform. And we hope, fingers crossed, that we will get the same uh, shop that the US now have access to. Um, Oh, there is one more question come in. It looks like somebody, I guess it might be Nicola, who has managed to get into her brand, uh, brand registry and she's registered. And she's saying, should she stop letting other people sell her products now she's in that registry? Um, I don't know whether you can necessarily stop in that sense. Um, but I mean, if you want to um, find out some more information about it, then get in touch with us because it rather depends on whether or not they are selling uh, authentic product or not. So um, there's a sort of greater conversation to be had. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know where these guys are. Um, Precious, thank you, ladies, loving it. Steph Kelby, fab, thank you. Zafrin, great, thanks. Lucia, we don't have any timings on this Indie Beauty shop. Um, it looks like Indie Beauty Expo and Amazon have some serious links, and they certainly announced the launch of the Indie, uh, Indie Beauty shop at the last Indie Beauty Expo in Dallas. So potentially we have London coming up in October. We have Berlin coming up in whenever, March, February next year. So maybe they might do an announcement with that. It could come sooner. It may be later. We have absolutely no idea. Um, but we can get in ahead of the game and we can certainly get ourselves out there. If you know, if you think that Amazon is, is a platform that, that can be added to your strategy. And I think one of the points you raised earlier, ladies, was that it may not be a conversation you want right now, but it may not be something that you want to completely and utterly rule out going forward. There may be a time and a place for it. Um, but just understanding its importance and the way it's going is um, it, it is really good. It's really good. Right. I'm doing one last question, guys. One last one last one. Is there any specific criteria for getting your brand onto Amazon? So for any guys out there who are thinking about it, do they have certain boxes that they need to tick? Well, um, well you can sell lots of different things. Uh, with regard to beauty, as I said, it's, uh, what's, uh, it's a category where you do actually have to demonstrate that you are either A, the manufacturer, or B, um, having goods supplied by the manufacturer or an approved supplier, um, because it's just simply important for Amazon to know that they're selling authentic goods whether it's through the seller relationship or, or clearly with the vendor relationship, they're obviously going to establish it with the brands directly, but certainly through the seller relationship, um, yes, you do have to jump through a few hoops just to demonstrate who you are and what you're selling. But after that, um, you know, the world's your oyster, so to speak. Brilliant. So nothing that we can't do, nothing that's going to make us have to go and do loads of work. We just have to prove really that... Yeah. that where we are yeah fantastic so lucia's coming in with thank you so much ladies for all the information i've really enjoyed it and we'll see what happens lise hi elise has come on and said thank you for sharing the information so that uh, oh jane from nom nom lovely to see you thanks useful to find out more jacqueline thank you very useful to know how we can move forwards as a brand so that is absolutely brilliant don't forget that there are the two links in the feed here guys so go grab your um 
FAQ freebie download right now as soon as we hang up. Hang up? Is that a term I can use on Facebook? I'm not sure, but you know what I mean. Um, and then go and check out the website. The girls over, you know, Gillian and Abby would love to hear from you following this and it's, see whether they can help you um, in any in any way there. So do get in contact with them. Do go get your download. Do go check out their website. Oh, it's very hot today. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. So much to you two, to all of you out there. Loads of indie hugs and love as always. Um, we'll see you all again really soon. Bye, bye. The Indie Beauty Delivers community is a place for beautypreneurs across the globe to network, learn and share. You're invited to join in on Facebook, Instagram and sign up to Rachel's special email group to receive weekly blogs packed full of expert tips. Visit IndieBeautyDelivers.com to sign up.